Bringing you the top stories from Bonners Ferry to St. Mary's and everywhere in between, this is the North Idaho PrepCast with Ryan Skaggs. That's right. Welcome in. It's another edition of the North Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. Brandon Bainey with Ryan Skaggs uh, up north. Ryan, what's going on? Uh, I got to admire the uh, free swag when you get free swag, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are... <laughs> Yeah, so we're twins. Are, we're twin. We're twinnies. Uh, for somebody or for the people that are watching the video version of this podcast on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel or Facebook page, you'll see that Ryan and I are wearing identical Lapway Wildcats hoodies, That's and right. I think uh, probably we got them from the same person. <laughs> Very likely, yeah. <laughs> so, so Logan Green and I were broadcasting the one A D one boys state tournament last week, just like we did for the girls. So, I, I've gotten to see plenty of good Lapway basketball, girls and boys, over the last three weeks. And we get done with the very first game. Lapway dominates Lighthouse Christian, and we're doing the second game. And uh, Case Whynot's dad came up and gave us gave logan and i both a, a lapway hoodie which was really awesome and uh, unexpected i wasn't expecting that but that was so cool and, and super nice yeah jeremiah is a great guy and uh he actually messaged me this morning on instagram um because i was telling him that we're releasing some uh some all north idaho teams this week and so i was like keep a listen um but uh he's a great guy and he's uh, he knows a lot about basketball too just around the area and then he's also been kind of linking me in on the recruiting trail with Case and stuff too. So it's been kind of cool to to get to know some of the parents. Um, yeah. Tyler Pettit's another great guy um, up here in Sandpoint. He's another great great dad to talk to too about high school athletics. So there's some good parents around. Well, and that's why I, I think this prep cast is really taking off because you take the time to cultivate those relationships and talk to people in the communities up north, and um, not everybody does that. So. We really appreciate the time and effort you put in on, on your end, Ryan, as well. Thanks. So, yeah, yeah, no, it's on the fun. It's like a labor of love. So I enjoy it. <laughs> Definitely. So, so I mean, we're both wearing our Lapoy sweatshirts. If you're listening audio version only at, at IdahoSports.com or wherever you download your podcast, just a gray hoodie with the Lapoy Wildcats uh, logo and, and lettering on there. That, I mean, that was the story. I mean, if we're talking about like big picture, Boy State basketball got over last week and there was kind of three big stories. One was Lapoy dominating the field again and in a smaller you know a smaller story would be three of the four semifinal teams all from the north logos gammy i got there as well um and then the second story would be saint mary's getting back to the 2a championship game but falling just short to melba and the third story probably would be lake city the number one overall seed at the 5a tournament getting upset by number eight centennial who got all the way to the championship yeah they pulled a umbc They they did. UMBC beat Virginia. Uh, boy, that was like five years ago now. Yeah. Virginia was. And Virginia returns and wins the championship. So maybe that's the uh, the kiss of of life for Lake City is that they win a state title next year. Well, they've yeah they'll they'll have plenty of the good cupboards players, full. Man. Let's put it that way, <laughs> right? For sure. So yeah, so Lake City it was tough, and they they got you know they fought back and got to the consolation final where they lost to Madison. I think they just ran out of steam. Um. Yeah. St. Mary's kind of the same deal. They they beat Westside in the semifinals 59 to 50, and then they turned around and lost in the championship, but the same exact score, 59 to 50. How weird is that? Yeah. It's a rare one you don't see very often. And um, you know, for that St. Mary's team too, I mean, hats off. Those kids work their tails off between 
you know, Colby Renner and Grayson Sands and Tristan Gentry Nelson. And, and the coach does a great job with them too. And um, to get there again, you know, and that was what their fourth trip to the semis or fifth trip to the semis, something like that. So I, I think they've been there like seven. I think they've been there seven like in a row. Yeah. It's like row. seven or eight in a row. And actually, yeah. Yeah, now that I think about it, so yeah, it's cr- crazy. It's a pretty gaudy stat to be that successful. Um, you know, you're doing something right with your program when you can be there, find yourself, you know, close at least knocking on the door. And uh, yeah, it was just disappointing. I, I don't really, I mean, Melba hats off to them. They played a great game and they've got some dudes too. And they were just all over the floor, um, you know, and they, they found a way to, to limit touches down low. And that's where St. Mary's did a lot of damage this year. So, you know, a great season for the Lumberjacks. And I think that, you know, they got a pretty spirited win in that semifinal game against Westside. And I think that it kind of that almost had the championship feel to it um, in that game. But, yeah, it was just a, just a great ball game and, and a great season for the Lumberjacks, even though they finished second. Yeah, that 2A field was a gauntlet this year, just like it was last Brutal. year when St. Mary's won the title. Yeah. And, and, of course, the only team that played to within single digits of Lapway this year was St. Mary's in that season opener. Let's mm-hmm. not forget. But Lapway, oh, man. They roll to the 1A D1 title. They will enter next year on a 36-game winning streak, the best in Idaho. They got a ways to go to reach that 81 in a row that those Lapway teams in the late 80s set. But, you know, I talked to parents and players, and they said, oh, we're we're ready to run it back next year. We're, oh, we're ready for the three-peat. So. I mean, they've got – and they've got some some dudes coming up, like, through the seventh and eighth grader ranks, too, that, that can flat play, too. So I don't think that program's going anywhere. I mean, Case, why not? Gosh, he's only a sophomore. Uh, he'll be a junior next year. I mean, you still have Terrell Ellenwood-Jones coming back. You've got Elias year out. And I love the article you wrote about, about Titus saying, like, oh, I'm the first one. There's seven more behind me. <laughs> So. Yes, we. I did an interview with Titus here right after the game. It's on the IdahoSports.com Facebook page, and um, yeah, he's like, "Yeah, the, that year out name's still coming." And I was like, "Well, what does that mean?" And he goes, "Well, I've got seven siblings, and I'm the oldest." So I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's the factory." <laughs> so, bad news for uh, Elias, and Elias is a good little athlete too. And so, I mean, he's a youngster, so that's a. They're gonna be. They're gonna be all right. Lapway will be okay. Yeah, Elias could start for just about any team in the in in the White Pine League up north. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So so yeah, Lapway dominates. Um, those are the big headlines from Boise State. So we're going to transition now into the North Idaho Prepcast uh, Winter Sports Awards. Should have wore a tuxedo uh, T-shirt for this one. Yeah. I, right. We need to call it. What are we? What are we calling this? The Skagsies? The Skagsies? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> to come up for something next year and actually give out like fake trophies, um, yeah, I mean, certificate <laughs> or something. But this yeah, is I'll give out the the best the best hosting site award too. I'll have to do that for somebody next year. I mean, right. Sandpoint never did get me that apartment that I asked for up there during football season, so it's not <laughs> there's so much. But so so you did this after football season. You kind of give us your all North Idaho football teams, and you've done the same now for the winter for uh, wrestling and boys and girls basketball. We're going to start with wrestling just because state wrestling was, was two weeks ago. And we, we, you know, we didn't talk about it too much because we had our live preview shows going on these last three weeks, but um, there was a lot of good individual performances. Yeah. I mean, right off the bat to me, Gunner Julio uh, becoming, uh, I think only four players or four wrestlers this year 
accomplished the feat of four state championships in four years. Yeah, and that's and I mean that's such a rare feat first, and it's and people just don't really realize how hard that actually is to do. I mean, you've got a kid like Tristan Bremer from Lewiston who we'll talk about, but um, he's a four-time placer, two-time champion, but he's like two-time champion. He got a second and a third. And so, you know, to do something like that is, is crazy rare, but to be a four-time champion, to be the best in your weight class for four consecutive years, is just absolutely an insane stat. And, uh, you know, hats off to an amazing career for Gunner. And, uh, and that quarterline team, gosh, man, they were close. They were so close. And I said, you know, everybody was thinking, you know, Meridian's going to run away with it. And I'm like, not so fast. Like, you know, if, if they can get the blood rounds, which they did, and they got help from post falls a lot too, which it brought post falls up in the, in the rankings too, as far as finishing third. Um, but you know, quarterline just finishing, you know, what was it? Eight and a half points out, nine points out. So, yeah, um, they were right there knocking on the door. They, if they would have got, you know, one more win. You know, you can go back and pick individual matches, but there was a couple five, six matches between Coeur and Meridian kids that if those two swung, uh, it would have given Coeur the title. Yeah, we talked about how Coeur and Post Falls were going to have to kind of team up to take out mm-hmm. Meridian, and it, it very nearly happened. You are very prescient on that front, Ryan. So let's, yeah. let's, and again, if you want more stats like, hey, what percentage of one seeds actually won state wrestling? Dude, Al Fontes' article is amazing. Yes, on our site, (laughs) idahosports.com. Al Fontes did a deep dive into all the numbers. He listed all of the, you know, the four-time placers, the three-time placers, two-time placers if you were a senior. He gave those seniors uh, some recognition. But, man, he really dove inside the numbers, 5A all the way down to 1A. And that's on our website, idahosports.com. You definitely need to check that out for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great read, and we're lucky to have him on our on our writing staff that's for dang sure <laughs> yeah he's he's good one that's for sure okay so let's start with uh your outstanding wrestler of the year award and this is actually going to be shared by two teammates it's gunner julio and rylan rogers of Coeur d'Alene high yeah uh those two it was hard to pick one because they both had such incredibly you know you look at gunner's career it was so dominant. I mean, four four champions this year. He only had two losses on the season. Uh, Rylan, you know, had one loss on the year, which happened back east in in Ohio at the Walsh Ironman. Um, you know, and he won the the Buchanan down in California. I mean, you look at all of these these accolades for both of these kids and and young men, and they're just great. They're great young men. They're just good kids too. Um, but just such an awesome career and amazing year for both of those wrestlers. It was hard to split the vote, you know, one way or the other with these two guys. So I had to give it to them both. <laughs> and Rylan Rogers, he he would have been a four-time state champ in Idaho, but he wrestled oh, this without a doubt. Yeah, back east in New Jersey, he so. would have been if he could have wrestled in eighth grade, he would have won it as an eighth grader. <laughs> right? Was that in New Jersey or Pennsylvania? He was wrestling at Blair Academy back in New Jersey. Okay, yeah. New Jersey. Yeah. Um, and of course, he's moving on now to Michigan uh, yep. to compete in wrestling. He won the Big Ten title, so he will be wrestling for the Big Ten champion, defending Big Ten champion Michigan Wolverines. I mean, pretty consistently, the powerhouse wrestling programs all come from the Big Ten: Iowa, Nebraska, oh, Minnesota. You mean, Penn State is yeah. like you know the New York Yankees of college wrestling right now. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no but, doubt. Uh, and- so he gets a chance to write his name in the record books for Michigan and. You know, he's going to he's going to go on to do some great things. 
for sure. And um, Gunnar Julio going to play football for Carroll College up in Helena, Montana. So, and again, if you're if you're watching the video of this IdahoSports.com uh, YouTube channel or Facebook page, we're going to have these award winners on the screen in text. If you're listening along, um, we will just uh, say them out loud. They're on my. They're on Twitter too. So okay, I'll have, yeah, I'll have the wrestlers it. up last night, and I'll have the basketball teams up today. So okay, give us the plug. What's your Twitter? N Idaho Game Night which is on Twitter. I'll have those posted there. Um, the wrestling one's up, and I included the honorable mention wrestlers as well, which we will not talk about. So that's kind of a Twitter-only special there. But got to give credit where credit's due because there's a lot of good kids that didn't make the first and second team but still had great seasons. So Exclusive content. I love it. That's that's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, go follow on Twitter at an Idaho Game Night. Yeah, No doubt. All right. Our coach of the year for wrestling. No surprises here. This guy has won a lot of coaches. He's such a good dude, too. I don't know if you've had a chance to talk to him too much, but Pete is such a great guy. I'd love to bring him on the prep cast just because he's he's entertaining to talk to. He's got stories about everything. Um, but he's a great coach and a great leader of of, of men. And um, you know, it's funny. I could have I could have easily chose, you know, Coach Moffitt and everybody at Coeur d'Alene, but you know, Pete, with what he did with the kids that he had, they were so young and they were, you know, a little concerned right at the beginning of the season. And they just went on an absolute terror down the stretch. They beat Coeur d'Alene in the duel. They won the district title, um, you know, and then went into state and finishing third. So, um, you know, hats off to, to Post Falls, but Pete Reardon did a great job with his program. And that team is, is not, they're just reloading too. I mean, them and Coeur d'Alene both are going to be on the top of the podium next year at state. Yep, for sure. So Pete Reardon of Post Falls, our coach of the year. And now we're going to get into the all wrestling first team. I couldn't fit everybody on one graphic here, Ryan. So it's going to, we're fine. just going to go weight by weight. But we could have had it scrolling like, like across the bottom, like a <laughs> the stock market. But that's all right. <laughs> um, yeah. So each, each uh, block of text is I'm limited to 200 characters. So each gotcha. of these was about two or three, but you want the scroll. You've got the scroll. There it is. The all riding, <laughs> the all wrestling first team. Yeah. So you got uh Ryder Seguin from Post Falls, a state champion at 98 pounds. First team, uh, Zach McDonald from Lake City at 106. Uh, Wyatt High from Kellogg, first team at 113. Hoyt Haas, the youngster from Lewiston, a state champion at 120 pounds. Uh, Blaine Leonard from Lake City at 126. Tristan Bremer from Lewiston at 132. He's a state champ as well. Um, the that small a, school guy. That's, Sorry, go that, ahead. That's the last one I've got on this slide. So okay. let's talk about those yeah. that first group. Yeah. So in that first group from 98 to 132, I mean, you've got what uh four state champions between Seguin, um, McDonald, Hoyt Haas, and Tristan Bremer. Um, two Lewiston kids at Post Falls, Lake City. You got a small school kid in Kellogg, Hawaii High there, who had a great season. He was runner up in 3A. Um, you know, a great group of guys that you know, obviously, I think Trish, you know, Tristan's moving on, but there's some youngsters in that group that, you know, can add to their their trophy case. I think uh, Ryder from Post Falls, he's got a possibility he could be a four timer. Um, he's a he's a great wrestler. He's a little guy, but he's a great wrestler. And I don't think he'll be above 106 or 113 next year. So he's going to stay on the bottom end. Hoyt Haas, I talked about in um, our last prep cast. I don't know if you guys talked about him in the wrestling preview show. I can't remember, but. I said that that was my dark horse to win the state championship at that weight class, and he indeed won it. So I want to take credit for that one. Um, but he's had a, a, a very, very well-noted uh, wrestling career so far, especially as a youngster. Um, and he's he's going to do some some really good things for the Bengals. He's a, he's a great kid. 
Yeah, it's going to be super exciting. All right. So the next group of uh, wrestlers we have here is uh, 138 to 195. And then we'll wrap okay. up. This is, saying, this is a huge group, and you're going to notice a lot of n- notable names here. 138 pounds. Well, starting off with the 2A wrestler, Darren Cross um, from Clearwater Valley, was a runner-up at 138. Uh, Porter Craig, the transfer into Coeur d'Alene, won a state championship at 145 pounds, had an amazing tournament run. I think it kind of really didn't get a lot of notoriety, but what he was able to accomplish was crazy. Um, DeMarco Piazza from Coeur d'Alene, first team at 152. Uh, Sebastian Prangley from Coeur d'Alene at 160. We talked about Gunnar Julio at 170 pounds, four-time state champ. Uh, Bonner's Ferry, Eli Richards, a state champion at 182 pounds for the Badgers. So that was a a great championship for victory for them. And then Ryland Rogers, who we talked about the Michigan Wolverine at 195 pounds. A lot of Coeur d'Alene Vikings in this group. There's a lot in this group. You're right. There's a lot of guys. And where did, did Porter Craig, did he come from another state? I'm trying to remember. He yeah, from he's from Washington? Spokane. He's from Spokane to Coeur d'Alene last year. So yeah, cool. he came in and he had a, had a great season and he was a champ in Washington. So he'll technically be able to win. You know, he won, I think he was a two-timer, but Got one in Idaho. So, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's off to him. All right. And then our last two uh, categories here 220, 285. Yeah. So, 220, you got Jackson Richter from Bonner's Ferry. And then uh, 285, Robert Storm from Lewiston, who's a guy to keep an eye on, too, not just in wrestling, but in football. He's a great lineman for the Bengals, but um, he's going to be back. And he finished third at state, had a great season, kind of quiet, under the radar type kid, but a hard worker. And, um, if you follow him on Twitter, dude can lift too. <laughs> so he moves weight around. So uh, I expect to see him back and competing. Awesome. All right, let's get into your all wrestling second team. And again, it's pretty much one guy per weight class. This first group again is going to be yep. 98 to 132. Yeah. So Christian Kelly from Coeur d'Alene, um, Ethan Wilson from Post Falls at 106 and 113 pounds. We've got Zach Campbell from Post Falls. You're going to see a lot of Trojans here. Um, 120 pounds. You got Stryker Houston from Timberlake, who's a state runner up at uh, 120 in the three A's. And then uh, Trey Smith from Post Falls at 126 pounds. And Dax Larson, who lost to Tristan Bremer in the state final uh, from Coeur d'Alene, as our second teamer at 132 pounds. If I'm a coach, I'll take any one of these kids on my team and they're a hammer all day long. So I'm not getting any of, the, any of these guys. This is no slight. Um, it's just the dudes in front of them. When there's a lot of state champs that were, were listed on the first team. Yeah, no doubt. Um, there's a lot of typos here as I was typing this up kind of fast. So I'm going to get rid of that. And <laughs> we're going to go to the next. <laughs> We're gonna go to the next group. Like I said, it is it is on Twitter. So if you want to go look at the whole list, it's on Twitter at an Idaho game night. I've got the list I posted yesterday. All right, next group is one thirty eight to one eighty two. So one hundred thirty eight second teamers: Seth Martin from Post Falls, uh, Mason Keogh from Coeur d'Alene at one hundred forty five, John Rudabaugh uh, from Post Falls at one hundred fifty two pounds, uh, Tyson Tucker from Potlatch had a, quietly had a great tournament at one hundred sixty pounds for the loggers. Um, Jose Laguna at 170 for post falls. Um, he had a fourth place finish at state did really well. Gentry Smith from post falls was in the top three, um, at state at 182 in the five A's. And then, uh, James Billingsley from Timberlake, um, had a great tournament for the, the tigers and finished third in the three A's for them. Yeah. Tyson Tucker from potlatch. We talked about potlatch, one of those teams that if they had, if they just had more numbers, they would be, oh, yeah. 
big factor, but they do really well for the one eighteen. If they can, you could find them with like the Clearwater Valley. They mean they'd be the dominant two A team. Yeah, but, no you know, doubt. Distance there, <laughs> so. right? So you mentioned James Billingsley from Timberlake at one ninety five, and then uh, two twenty and two eighty five. Who do we have? Yeah, two twenty. You've got Trevor Miller from Post Falls. Um, we had a great tournament for for the Trojans and Jackson Washington, who lost to Robert Storm in that 3-4 match for the Vikings is my second teamer and uh, had a great season. He's going to go play football at Carroll College next year. So. Yeah, we, we did all these live preview shows where we previewed the state competitions for, you know, girls basketball, boys basketball, wrestling. And I love it when the players show he up. Was, yeah, I was watching that. Jackson, he was like, Washington. Yeah, from Coeur d'Alene. How do you think I'm going to do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, um, we had a bunch of those St. Mary's boys basketball players hop in on our preview show um for boys basketball as well it was a lot of fun yeah tristan tristan gentry he direct messaged me he's like hey when can i be on the prep cast and i'm like anytime <laughs> man open door let's get you on yeah no doubt he yeah he, he's gonna be a lot of fun to talk to for sure okay <laughs> let's move on to our girls basketball skagsies here and we'll yeah. start with <laughs> my all we'll north Idaho, whatever you want to call them now you've split this up into district one and district two so let's I just did. go through district one first and then we'll go through to the district two awards second, but let's start with your district one player of the year. Skylar Burke from Coeur How can you not pick her, man? She had such an awesome career uh, for the Vikings, a great player and just all around great player. I mean, she's an insane defender too, especially on ball defense. She's awesome. Um, and she can even get down in the, in the block and rebound too. And uh, she had a great season and a great career for the Vikings. And uh, yeah, she is my player of the year for district one. And your District 1 Coach of the Year, it was actually won by two different award winners, James Anderson of Lake City, and then all the way down at 1A, Nicole Farkas from Wallace. I got to give credit where credit's due. The, the Miners make it to state, and they had a great record going in, and they won that play-in game. And I said, you know, they're under the radar all year, and um, I got to give credit where it's due. The James Anderson did a great job with the T-Wolves, but Nicole Farkas did an amazing job with that minors team. And I mean, it helps when you have a player like Jaden House on your team, but um, she did a great job with, with those gals and, and hats off to them. I had so much fun uh, talking to Coach Farkas because, again, I did the 1AD1 tournament and Wallace was there um, and getting to talk to her. And they were so excited. You know, Wallace hadn't been to state since like 2008 or something like that. And yeah. all of her all of her family lives back in Minnesota and they were all listening to the broadcast oh, awesome. um, on IdahoSports.com. So I got great feedback on that as well. So that's fantastic. That's awesome. Kudos. Okay. Here is your district one first team. And I have to ask like wrestling, you did it great. You had one kid for each weight class. You do know there's only five players on the floor at any time for basketball. Yeah. Right. I know, but you got to have like two off the first two off the bench too. So, <laughs> okay. Well, here's, here's I, had, your... I had a list of 21. I came up with like 21 for each, for each district. <laughs> and then I had to like divide it into three teams of seven. So like mathematically, I, I know. <laughs> here's, your, here's your overloaded uh, district one girls basketball first team. Okay. Then tell me who would you leave off then? Come on. <laughs> so, uh, well, I, yay, yeah, I'm not, I, I know it's not your award to give, right? <laughs> right. I do, that, I do it. How I want. This hey, is how wrestlers do it. Right. Okay. This, these, these aren't the Baneys. These are the Skaggsies. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got Skylar Burke on the first team. Haley Cheney from Kellogg had a great season and a great, you know, great career for the Wildcats. Uh, Kendall Pickford from Lake city. Capri Sims, you know, we know what she did at Post Falls, had a great career there and um, is doing great things for the Trojans. 
Um, she's only a junior too, I believe. So she'll be back. Addie Kiefer was lights out for the Lakeland Hawks. Um, one of those players, I think kind of flew under the radar just because they weren't having the success that people expected for Lakeland. Um, but she had an, an amazing career for the, for the Hawks and, um, did a great job for them. Um, and a phenomenal volleyball player too. Uh, Jaden house from Wallace and Maddie Simons from Coeur d'Alene round out the first team for district one. And what a list that is. That would that would be tough for me to make cuts. So I'm not going to. Let's just, <laughs> I told let's you. Go. It's like now you know where I'm at. I'm like, I can't, I can't. Let's go to your <laughs> second team for District One. And this one also pretty solid. The, I, I want to see these two teams play each other, to be honest with you. So uh second team where I got Cameron Pickford from Lake City, uh Trinity Nichols from Post Falls, Sophia Zufelt. Uh, point guard. She's a solid ball player for Lake City. Avery Waddington, only a sophomore on the list, too, for Lake City. Um, she can flat shoot the three ball. Madison Mitchell from Coeur d'Alene didn't get a ton of notoriety. I'm not kidding. I watched Coeur d'Alene play a lot, and Madison Mitchell may have been the best on-ball defender I've seen in this, anywhere in a long time. Um, and she can shoot pretty well too, but she's a great distributor at, at point guard and just an amazing defender. And I think, believe she's only a sophomore too. Um, and then daily Driggs from Sandpoint and McKenna Cronenberg from Timberlake round out the second team. I will have an honorable mention posting on my Twitter page too, because there are some great players still left out that are out there, um, that do need recognition because it was hard to make cuts. Yeah. But, yeah. For sure. All right. Well, let's move to your District 2 Girls Basketball Award winners. Let me get some uh, noise on this one. <laughs> let's, let's start with the player of the year. Um, certainly raised my eyebrows, but a good choice. Kristen Wemhoff from Prairie. She was the player of the year in her conference. She was. Um, if you look at points per game, I mean, and I'm going by the regular season and postseason, not just postseason, because you could easily choose Jordan McCormick Marks or Grace Sabota. Um, but Kristen Wimhoff had a great season. She was averaging, I believe, over 23 a game um, during the season. I believe she had double-digit rebounds too. Um, yeah, just a great job for the for the Pirates and you know state runner-up, which you know she'll be back. She's only a junior, so uh, we'll be we'll be seeing her again playing repeat. But that um, it was my pick, and it was really hard because I could have gone with Camden Barger as well from Cordelaine or from Grangeville. Um, or Katie Wessels. So there's there's some great ball players, but I went based on averages and everything, and that's what it came down to. Okay, it's a good good choice. She was a great point guard, and so good at basically getting the steal and then being a one woman fast break. Yep. So she's gonna she'll smoke anybody down the court, and, and I don't know if I mean as far as athletes go, she's pretty dang good. Right. Okay. District two coach of the year for girls basketball. No surprises here. Ada Marks, Marks from Lapa. Yeah. I mean, how do you, yeah, that's part of the reason we've got the sweatshirts, but um, yeah, how do you argue with that one? I mean, Lapway hit their, hit a couple of struggles in the middle of the year and then just rallied down the stretch and blew the doors off of the competition, including the championship game. And uh, yeah, so Ada Marks, definitely my coach of the year for District 2. And that's no disrespect to, to anybody else, but she just did a great job with that group of ladies riding the ship after a couple of tough losses. Yeah, I mean, delivered a title as well. So, yeah, that helps. <laughs> right. Okay. Here's your district two uh, first team all girls basketball Skagsies award winners. Jordan McCormick Marks from Lapway could have easily been the player of the year. So could have Grace Sabota, but they're both on the first team. Katie Wessels from Lewiston had a great season. Um, Kristen Wemhoff from Prairie, who we mentioned, and Tara Schlater from Prairie as well. 
um, included Camden Barger from court or from Grangeville. I don't know why I keep saying Coeur Grangeville. Um, <laughs> she had a great season for the Bulldogs and Aaron Morgan from Kendrick round out my uh, district one first team. And that's a pretty solid group too. And it's almost like this is one a and one B. I really, I mean, I look at it. It's like, there's not much separation between first team and second team in this, in this district. Right. Okay. So let's take a look at the second team. Yeah. Uh, Sakias Green. Sakias Green is, she's a stud um, for Lapway. Yeah. Bailey Vanderwall for Grangeville. Kennedy Kirk for Deary had a great tournament, especially her postseason numbers were lights out. Peyton, uh, Watson from Moscow, Macy Smith from Grangeville, and then quietly who had great seasons. They were first team all conference picks. Isabel Monk, Isabel Rash from Troy, and Genesee, well Genesee and Troy, um, both round out my second team. And there's some some other good players out there that will be on the honorable mention list as well, um, like Lauren Gould and uh, Ciaria Wood from Deary. And Morgan Blazard from Troy, another player that had another great season too. So there's some some players kind of sitting on the fringe that could easily have been on this list too. Yeah, it's a it's a tough tough list to cultivate for sure. Let's let's move to boys basketball. And this this is the freshest in our minds. We just had state last week, and again, you did District One and District Two. So your District One Player of the Year, an underclassman. Colton no, Mitchell, no surprise. Come on, Colton really, Mitchell from Lake City. Dude, it's a he's a freak. Uh, Colton Mitchell, one of the better guards in the state of Idaho, um, and a great just floor general. But he can he can man produce on the floor too, as far as points go. Um, and this he may not have had the greatest postseason as far as state tournament goes, um, but his regular season numbers were gaudy, and in a tough schedule. And he he played some great games, but yeah, Colton Mitchell is my my D, district one player of the year, um, and I believe it's deserved. I mean, I look at some of the other guys on the list, and I'm still probably if they're in a lineup, and I have to you know pick on the playground, I'm probably going to take him first. Yeah, he's. I mean, I thought last year as a sophomore he was the best player in the league. So yeah, no, he no was he was there. league player of the year last year, I believe. Yeah. Okay, here is the district one coach of the year, and again, this is shared by a couple of award winners. I like this. You you kind of went uh, off off the traditional path here. I did. Nathan so we all, Williams. We probably, everyone would assume I was going to go with like Winger from Lake City. No, Nathan Williams did a great job with Bonners Ferry this year. You talked about how the, the title keeps rotating between all the teams, and it was Bonners Ferry turn to win it this year. And, um, you know, he delivered with the Badgers and got that, that cha- uh, league championship and got his team to state. And then Brian Chase with St. Mary's um, has done such a good job with that team and a state runner up and making it to the yeah fifth straight state semi or eighth straight state semifinal um, just does a, does a fantastic job with, with the, uh, the lumberjacks down there and um, you know, hats off to these guys. They earned it. They, they really did. They did great jobs. Yeah. I, I think those are both really great choices. Um, and one thing about Nathan Williams too, he does such a good job handling his bench. I think that that gets overlooked a little bit because they are a deeper team. They play like, you know, eight, nine guys a game and he does a great job with his rotation on that, on that, you know, throughout the game. And so, um, you know, that takes, that takes some wherewithal as a coach and, and within your staff to, to kind of keep that rotation going and know when your hot hand is on the floor. Definitely. All right. So let's take a look at your district one first team. And again, a lot of good players here. Let me, let me edit it. So it scrolls across the bottom. 
all things you like. All right, <laughs> District 1, first team, boys basketball. Uh, no surprise here. Colt Mitchell, Lake City. Blake Buchanan from Lake City. Cameron Cope from Coeur d'Alene. Uh, Tristan Gentry Nelson from St. Mary's. Vander Brown, the scoring bucket machine from Lakeside. And the sneaker that's kind of in there, Trenton Krieger from Priest River. Um, you know, got what was appendix taken out in the middle of the season, halfway towards the end of the season, and you saw them drop off the map. Um, that's how much he meant to that team. And he was averaging over 20 points a game when he got sick or when he had his operation. And um, that team was never the same. They were ranked at one point, too, um, before after that happened. So, uh, or before that happened, I should say. And then rounding out that list is uh, Zach Johnson from Lake City, who actually played a pretty dang good state tournament um for for the the Timberwolves. Yeah, he was he was awesome and he's kind of the forgotten about. He's kind of the third, you know, because there's Buchanan and Mitchell and but he's yeah. A, he's, he's a awesome. sneaky good defender too. Yeah. And I mean, you stuff. can you can put him against a lot of guys number one, a lot of teams number one guys and he does a pretty good job against them. Yeah. No doubt. All right, District 1 second team. It looks like this. Starts with so, Jack Scortino yeah. from Post Falls. Yeah, who will be playing in the 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 uh, All State game that you guys have coming up? Was it this weekend? Yeah, this weekend. Yeah. Where I'm coming up to Coeur d'Alene, Ryan. I'm coming Sweet. up. You have to hang out. Maybe you have to say yeah. hi. <laughs> um, so yeah, Jack Scortino from Post Falls. Grayson Sands from St. Mary's had an amazing job and career for them, and uh, Asher Williams from Bonners Ferry. Just a, a sneaky good player for them. Uh, I believe he's a youngster too. I think he'll be back if I'm not mistaken. Um, Nathan Hawking, I've got in there from Lake City, another player that transferred in from Ferris High School in Spokane. Um, he was averaging double figures for for the T-Wolves and, and had a, a great tournament too. In that last game against Madison, I think he went off for like 20 points um, in the loss. Um, then you've got uh, Coleman Ross from St. Mary's, um, Stephen Burgess, the point guard for Coeur d'Alene, and Bryce Henry from Lakeland. Um, Stephen Burgess is one of those players I look at that's he's sneaky good too. And um, he's just everywhere he's the energizer bunny on the floor if you ever watch him play and get a chance to see the vikings he is absolutely everywhere and uh you know if i was coach amos i'd be trying my darndest to get him on the field somehow in football just to maybe play have him play free safety and go sideline to sideline uh roaming the backcourt and of the of the football field just because he could probably you know defend pretty much anybody he's pretty quick so yeah that's my uh second team for district one all right, let's take a look at your District 2 award winners for boys basketball. District 2 player of the year. Yeah, I would have a hard time choosing between these two, so it's better to just There were four award. guys that could have legit had this award, like legit. Yeah. And I had to give it to this because I look at – he's the glue guy. You know, and it was a co-player of the year. I went Titus year out and Case Why Not for Lapway. Um, Titus is the glue guy. I look at him, and, and he's, you know, the, the drummer that leads the band. And um, as he goes, the team, I mean, if he has a slow night, though, they can, it's Case Wynott's turn. Step up, let's score 30, buddy, get after it. And, you know, two-time tournament MVP, uh, Case Wynott, and he's only a sophomore. <laughs> but Titus had an amazing career. He's going to go play basketball for the Vandals. And, uh, you know, I'm, you know, lucky to have met him a few times and talked to him. And he's just a great kid. He's very humble um, and easy to talk to, but he's going to be, Fun to watch. I think he's going to bring a different blood to Idaho as far as he works so dang hard. And I think people don't really realize that when they see him is how much effort and work he puts in in the gym. 
uh, to better himself, but also better his teammates too. And so, you know, hats off to those two, those two young men, very deserving of as my co-players of the year. Yeah. Titus year out two quick things. I, cause I talked to him after the championship game and he said, you know, when I was a freshman and sophomore, I led the team in scoring and I was, you know, scoring 25 points a game and, you know, we finished second and third. And he said, so my junior and senior year, I said, let me be more of a facilitator. Let me set up other guys. And you saw the team success go through the roof. So Titus year out sacrificed his scoring numbers. His numbers could have been gaudy. Um, no. and he's, he sacrificed Ridiculous. that for the betterment of the team, which I always thought was really awesome. And despite that, he still crossed 2000 career points at the state tournament in that first round went over lighthouse Christian. So it was a pretty cool deal for Titus year out. And second thing we're recording this on yeah. Wednesday afternoon. Do you know where Titus was today, Ryan? Where he was, oh, he was, in, he was in Boise. He was watching okay. the big sky conference tournament. The Vandals, cool. the Vandals tipped off at nine 30 this oh, morning right. yeah. and lost. Um, but he, that's where he was. He was. So we, we found out Logan and I, because, uh, uh, his mom was sitting right next to us during that first lap game at state, but like Titus year out and Jack Payne from Hawaii are like best friends. Yeah. They're great friends. Yeah. And, and the whole year out family like stayed with the pains while they were down there for state in Boise. Oh, that's awesome. So, so today Titus and Jack were at the Boise state game and maybe, maybe some other players from Hawaii, but so Titus hung out for an extra day or two down there in Boise. So he can watch cool. the Vandals play. Awesome. Yeah. And, and Jack's going to what Colorado state. So. Yeah. 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 So pretty Think cool. Be a thorn in the side for coach rice. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. For sure. Okay. District two coach of the year. No surprise. Zachary Eastman from Lapway. Um, just incredible undefeated season, yeah. two titles in three years now for coach Eastman. Really cool. Yeah. And I had a chance to message him and I congratulated him on his championship and, you know, he was super thankful and grateful for, you know, what we do and a lot of the other media outlets in the state do uh, for bringing recognition to his kids. And that was something I complimented him on that he does an amazing job of as he advocates for his players um, by getting the notoriety from tiny little Lapway, Idaho. He's getting eyes on this kids. And, you know, you get you get Titus who goes to University of Idaho and you've got kids like Case Why Not that have, you know, Washington State's Pepperdine schools like that that are that are checking into Case. And, you know, that we'll see what, what comes of it for him, but you know, he could be making a bigger splash than Titus. And that's a pretty big deal for Titus to be playing in the big sky next year. So yeah. coach Eastman does a great job and, and uh, really expects the best for his kids, but he also creates a fun environment by having like slam dunk contests, all sorts of stuff in practice that uh, if you're not, a, if you don't follow the official Lapway Wildcats Instagram page, it's a good follow. It really is. They seem to have an absolute blast. And he said that the one thing that he noticed that was the coolest thing about his kids is that they win the state championship on Saturday. And on Sunday afternoon, they said they texted him saying, coach, can you come unlock the gym for us? We're not done playing yet. So that's that, awesome. when you have kids that are willing to, to jump back in the gym and, and play for you like that's that fast without taking a break, you're doing something right. Yeah, that's that's really cool. So well-deserved our district two coach of the year. Here is your district two first team for uh, boys basketball and no surprise Titus year out at the top. Yeah. Titus year out. Jace McCarter from Lewiston. Great player. Um, doesn't get talked out of the ton. Um, you know, just cause the Bengals missed the state tournament case. Why not from Lapway on the list? We talked about Jamari Simpson was the four A player of the year in IEL. He's a great player, man. He can shoot the lights out. Braden Forsman from Lewiston. Uh, another big for the Bengals. It's solid. 
Um, and then you've got Terrell Ellenwood Jones and Cross Taylor from Lapway rounding out that list. I mean, that's that's a murderer's row of players that I would take that list of kids against anybody. Yeah, that's that's a good list. Um, your second team full of Kamii Cubs, I noticed. Yeah. So, I mean, it was hard to ignore what some of these guys had done, but I did include Ty Hambly from Highland, who was the uh, 1AD2 White Pine Player of the Year. Great season for him and uh, did a great job up there for the Huskies. Um, David Clue from Kamii, Luke Crow, Everett Skinner. I mean, take your pick. Who Who's going to go off on a given night for the Cubs and led them to a state semifinal and a second-place finish? And, you know, any other year without that Lapway team, that Cubs team probably brings home the championship. If you look at the record, if you remove Lapway from their schedule, they only had three losses on the year. So <laughs> you lose the Lapway four times in a season. It doesn't do you a lot of wonders, but a great group of kids. And then you got Will Casebolt from Logos, who you got a chance to see at State. He's a good player. I mean, he's 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 a good kid and, and a good player. Um, and then you had Zach Rambo from Prairie. Another good player that could, you know, against Lapway, against that defensive team, he went off for, for 20 a couple times. Um, a good player for, for the Pirates, and he he's, does a great job for them. And then Ty Kep from Kendrick, the youngster. Uh, we talked about him in football, but he's going to be probably just as equally dangerous on the basketball floor if he, once he gets his legs under him. <laughs> yes, for sure. Uh, one quick note on Kamii, that trio, I, uh, talked to head coach Aaron Skinner before state his son is Everett Skinner and he said he sent me a follow-up email yesterday and he said hey I tuned into the preview show the prep cast thanks for all the nice things you said about us he said we were really proud of the way we went down and competed and that loss to Lapway in the championship was by no means a blemish on our season yeah and I, th- I think so too Absolutely. I think maybe had a great year yeah they had a great season I mean like I said any other year without that Lapway team present they're going to win the championship that's a great team it's just that Lapway team is a generational team yeah, it's just, it's tough. So, um, all right. Our first annual Skagsies awards in the <laughs> books. I liked it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, thank you for all the prep work and legwork you did on, on releasing these teams. And if you want to see the full list, including the honorable mentions, go follow at N Idaho game night. That's the North Idaho game night, Twitter account, uh, with Ryan Skaggs. So, yeah. All right. Well, so I've got it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's more than enough. Trust me, we're we are, my breath, right? <laughs> we, we usually said about half an hour for these things. We we went a little over forty today, but we had a lot of good content. So yeah, um, I think so good we could take a week off. Yes, I was just gonna say that we're we're in that weird part of the season now where spring sports is kind of starting, but weather really wipes a lot of it out. So we we did this between fall sports and winter sports. We kind of took a week off to decompress and just take a week off. Uh, let's do the same thing. Let's take a week off. We'll come back in two weeks. Spring sports should be unthawed by that time. And we can kind of talk about what's going on in the spring sports. Yeah. Landscape. Cause I'll give you a preview. The Lakeland track team is fast. <laughs> yeah. Shocking. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you saw some of those 40 times that coach Etch is posting, but good yeah. grief. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty. So we'll be, we'll be talking about them a little bit this year. Definitely. All right. Well, thanks for tuning into the North Idaho prep cast. Uh, we'll see you back here in two weeks for Ryan Skaggs. I'm Brandon Bainey. We'll see you next time on Idaho sports.